0: Welcome everyone. We are back with your host Mordechai Weinberger, LCSW Licensed Clinical Social Worker, over here on the Your program, this program is Let's Grow Together. This is a new time that we are on now, from 8 to 10 p.m. And one of the benefits I like about it, I got over here Harav Nissen in the studio with me. So we'll be able to go back to our old original plan or system where you get to hear me and Harav Nissen at the same time. So that's fantastic. If you'd like to call in, the number to call in is 718-683-5858, that's 718-683-5858. You can also text us at 347-927-8398, 347-927-8398, and again, we always take the callers ahead of the text, so the best is to call in with your question. And looking forward to having that. As well, if you'd like online, you can see us live on jritradio.com and on the Lakewood Scoop, where you can also email your question, text your question through them, and we will, Hashem, read it online. I would also like to start with a mazel tov, this time to myself. Bar Hashem, me and my wife, were zaycha to have a child, a daughter, and her name is Sarah Miriam, and Bar Hashem, we are... Thrilled beyond and have just pure hakar type to the Rabbin line for giving us a wonderful child and having the chus to raise another child in Qal So I thank the Rabbin line for that. The number to call in, looking forward to hearing your questions or comments, are 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. We're going to start just with an interesting question that I have gotten, received, and it's a little bit about the shidduchim starting processes. And the question was that a child came back from seminary, came back, looks like for Sukkot. So I don't know why they just, or they're just going now. And since they were away for all year, they got to a level that when they came back to the family, they're always treated like so special. Isn't one of these usually open? The mic's good. Yeah. All right. And... Uh, and what happens is uh, the speaker. So, all right, sorry guys, just the uh, technical stuff over here, just being weird. Oh,
1: don't be, I, I, I'm not Iran, but
0: uh, no, nah, he's usually not here. I usually yeah, see different, different uh, and, dials open over okay, here, so. so it's different. Oh, great! All right, so the so the question is that. Basically, this girl came back from seminary. When she came back for Pesach, whenever it was, she was given a royal treatment. Now that she's home, since she's back, she's acting very different and a little bit in the entitlement level, like it's coming to her. And the question was, Is this is a sister or brother asking about their sister saying, is she ready for Shadokim if she's coming back with the expectation that she deserves and she's giving the parents a hard time? This was a text that I got, and to address it on the phone line would have taken quite a while. So I'd like to just start a couple of points and to mention it over here. Point number one is that many times when people do come back from seminary or they go to Yeshiva Nair stroll, they get a certain level of confidence. There's a separation from the family, a lot of old programs where you're from, and you get a confidence. Some of the downsides are sometimes the confidence is a little too much. And it's not confidence anymore. It became a Balgaiva. It became to the entitlement generation. I deserve, I need, you paid for my seminary. I had no, I had less responsibilities there. I realized that I had friends, things were going my way. And now I don't need to do that much. Now I expect back. And that is a dangerous level. When someone comes back with that attitude, we're happy there's confidence, but too much confidence, unfortunately, turns into the negative. On the other hand, let's go to the other side. The other side is it's very, very, very aware. Um on the other hand, a lot we need to be aware that sometimes there are dysfunctions in the family. And you know what happens when there are dysfunctions? What happens when there are dysfunctions are that when people separate themselves for a year and now they come back, they're not playing the same games. And for that, me as a therapist, I always tell people when we have to deal with of aim, with parents issues, we always get a Rav involved because you need to know what's going on. But at the same time, it's not called getting a Rav involved. We're talking about getting the Rav that knows what's happening to tell us what's happening. Again, guys, I am now asking for the calls. Start calling in, we know people are listening. So the number to call on is 718-683-5858 718-683-5858 Looking forward to, to taking your questions or comments. So again, the number is 718-683-5858 Now, one more thing that I would like to discuss along these lines and that is family systems. When we get together after Iuntiv, sometimes this seminary girl might feel, you know something? I need to start. I'm in Shadokham. I've got friends. I can't go back to the old role where I am now a babysitter. Which, what does that mean, part of being a babysitter? That means that now, whichever brother or sister needs me to help, I'm not able to do that. Yes, I could help my mother, but how many times are our parents busy with the married, married children? How many times does it happen that they're not working it out well? And if they're not able to if they're not able to work if they're not getting the system if they aren't getting the system that they are used to if they're not used to the system that if they're getting the system that they're used to then oh, some people are complaining this kid is selfish many many times I was told the person is not selfish at all what is happening is something very simple the person is now doing a little healthy assertiveness not getting so clear not getting so strong and that's what we got to do now. The number to call in is 718 683 5858 718 683 All right. We got over here a uh, text or question. When to express that you have a grudge to a person and when to simply forget. I would say this is once again one of those questions that what we need is we need to have called in. Why? Because you can't just say when do you when do you look away and when do you defend yourself? If we can hear the full story, we're going to see a difference and a huge change. We are gonna to go to line two to Surrey. And the number that would like to call in, please guys, we know people are listening and we know we always call in. So what we're asking is let's keep the lines going over here. Surrey, you're on the air with Mordechai. Yeah,
2: hi. Um I just heard before I called in, I said I hear you're talking about dysfunctioning families. Yes. And I just listened um, a while ago to your old question and answers. and answer for someone, 182, she asked about her friend, which has um, stress. Yes. And she can't cope. And you said, when I listened to it, I was also thinking, like, what, well, family doesn't do anything? Doesn't make sense. But um, this summer, I have one of my family relatives. Um, they live upstate. I want to go upstate. And I asked them if I can come over. And they said, um, prison, she doesn't know, she doesn't feel well. And then Friday, I get a phone call from the husband of the house. And he calls me to say that it's 12 o'clock already. His wife is still sleeping. There's nothing for Shabbat. The whole house is turning around. And really, he doesn't know what to do. So I said, I'm coming over without your permission. I was there. I was like really crying for what was there. And the wife goes for therapy, quote unquote. Because she goes for therapy talking about her husband, talking about her kids, but not talking about her own issues. She's on medication and she's very good because so she's calm till 2 o'clock sleeping. And she never says anything to the doctor. And it's not that they don't do, but they don't do the right things. So I would rather suggest that somebody sees something. And, for example, for my, when my mother called to ask um, where we're up for Shabbat, and I was like, what, what should I answer? And she said, you don't have to say anything. Say we're on the way. We're going to finish soon. We're going to finish. You don't have to say anything. But the house was, like, turning over. And she didn't even... Um, and that's when she started cooking an hour before Shabbat. So many times it is a good thing not to call a dying and, and say for the dying because that's not gonna help. But just to inform the parent, just walk and see what check out what's going on by your daughter because it might be. Might I be, got a question like, to
0: you. We got it now. What I I don't know any Jewish family if they are dis, if they are functional that they don't know what's going on by their daughter unless they themselves yeah, are dysfunctional. They don't live with us. Oh, really? They don't they live with up. you? They, uh, let, let's be clear yeah, again. I'm There's telling, a daughter. I spoke
2: to my... I'll tell you. It's my sister-in-law. I spoke to
0: my brother. Uh, and told uh, something him. is wrong. Uh, let's go backwards, and forgive me for being so direct to you. How dysfunctional is your parents? Let's go direct. Let's understand um, the situation. I am married. I have in-laws. I've got brother-in-laws. I've got first cousins. I've got a huge extended family on all sides. I'll, I have Nissen over here, and let me ask you, do you know any parents that have no idea that their daughter is in bed till two o'clock every single day and Shabbos gets put up an hour before Shabbos and parents should know about it now, we're not talking about one Shabbos at a time, we're talking about months and years that she's going to therapy before, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, 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 before we even talk about the husband, why the husband isn't informing people and going to his rav, which I've got many clients that they call up the rav and say, I don't know, you're speaking to my husband or you're speaking to my wife and this and this is going on, hold on a second, have do you know anyone that the family does not know what's going on, something so dysfunctional for parents?
1: Uh, I would say I will be surprised to know someone like this. Right. Very, very surprised.
0: So now let's go to your parents a second. If your sister-in-law is this dysfunctional, how is it that her parents... Don't see the signs in the kids. Don't see the signs in her. Don't see when they call the daughter in the morning, 9 o'clock, she never picks up or she doesn't go out the oh, house. She's not available. At that time, she's not available. Uh, how many mothers hear the daughter, my daughter's not available at 9, 10, 11, 12, 1 o'clock? As a healthy parent, that won't pass. I'm sorry. Oh, what well, we're talking about are two well, or three generations of dysfunction. That, it does pass. No, Which one of...
2: There's what? not three generations of dysfunction. Yes, my parents have some issues, but not three generations. Okay, let's go through. Those, let's go to two. Healthy.
0: Let me ask you: What are the chances that you will not notice that your child is doesn't call mm-hmm. you or every day till eleven? Now let's go to the husband. What husband lets the wife sleep till two o'clock, one o'clock, two o'clock, doesn't get out of bed when she's going to a therapist and when she is going to a psychiatrist, to a doctor, and doesn't call them up and say what's going on? I'm in this is my business. That's what I do all day. Boy do I get it from husbands and from wives if in three yeah. sessions we don't see results. Forget I about months.
2: Um uh, they were here for Yamsev and my there was like a little fight. She was she tried to control to manipulate my sister in law uh, that she has to read a book even though her husband doesn't let her. And then she was like, No, your husband has to apologize for me because I tried getting it for you and he said you're not allowed to read it and then and after it was like for a
0: while. I Hold really on, yeah, so just that you just told me to... something that doesn't even add up in my brain. Yeah. Who no, is manipulating who to read which book? Yeah. The husband like, is manipulating the, the, no, the no. who?
2: That sister-in-law is very manipulative. She comes from a broken family. I know
0: that. Good. So now and we're talking about, hold on, hold on. So now we're talking about her family. So that sister-in-law that gets up at 2 o'clock, her parents are healthy? Yeah.
2: I believe that not, because she wasn't home in her entire college.
0: After. That's what I just um, heard. It. Ah, so like, let's hold around. Let's yeah, hold, on job job hold on a second. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. So now we go. You're calling up with information that you've just experienced the beginning of a mental health crisis. You see a lady that's working till two o'clock and now you want to jump in. I am still going to stick to what I said originally. Do not get involved, especially if your family. don't get involved. Don't, and that's exactly what I said. You start reaching out, and you're getting them for help. Either you go to the family if the family is dysfunctional, not you, the parents. If not the parents and the rabbinum. the husband needs the guidance how to get stronger. You getting involved will make it worse. That's what I said. Now oh, we're I won't clarifying. I not
2: get involved because I see I help anyway. I'm not there. I won't be. That involved. is
0: exactly my point. So now hold on. You started off telling me that the advice that I gave that's- wasn't correct. I yeah, think it it's getting clearer, and the clear- advice that I gave was correct. What?
2: It was very correct, but I just think that so- if someone has a, a cassette on someone, they should just inform the parents to check it out.
0: Now, can hold on. These- Let's go right back there. When you tell them to inform the parents, what healthy parents don't notice that?
2: Um, you can never know how, how much they try to hide it. I don't know.
0: Ah, so now when I do say it is as now, let's clarify. I can't imagine that I said do not go to family because my first step no, you is. you did
2: not say that. You just said she asked if she should go to the dian,
0: but I would just say wait. Wait. Let's repeat the whole question. I don't know because I don't say you run to the dianum first. My first step is you always go to yeah, family. that's what you said. And you always no.
2: Go- she asked. She wants to go to the dian. And say for the dying to force the husband to go for therapy.
0: Now let's stop a, a second. No Hold on. That's let's right. go over here. This lady is in Shalom Bai's problems. Her husband doesn't want to go for help. She's begged. I she's understand. cried. But let's understand the question. We can't just say go to dying. I don't say you jump to that's dying. What, Why, what dying? You said. To the- said you should not go to
2: the dying. You said you should first, how about the family does something ready? How that, about you ask the family? That's
0: right. There's a step. There's a process how you do things just yeah. like you don't run cardiologist the minute your finger hurts there's a process you first go to the doctor the doctor checks it out then saying oh it's not just your finger as i'm listening to your heart there's a problem with the heart i think we got to run there do we go to cardiologists what do we do there's a whole process when there's a heavy case of it when someone calls up saying my husband refuses to go for therapy do you know what that tells me that tells me the wife has begged they have fights all the time the wife has tried communicating The husband is probably, she's already tried speaking to her parents. She's probably spoken already to the in-laws hinting and nothing is getting involved. Nothing is getting done. Now, now is when we gotta start going, now we gotta start building up our defenses. So many times the wife needs guidance, needs chizik to get strong enough. Once the wife gets strong, that's what we call codependence. Also, the husband will start going for help. This wife that you're saying, this sister, whoever she is that sleeps till 2 o'clock, my recommendation would be right away, get the husband into therapy. That's the first so things the that I do. Also,
2: the problem is that husband also has issues. I don't know oh, what exactly. Oh,
0: so I now have, let's change the whole story. Yeah, he tells me I was, so I was, now I we've my done. They told me to get, get
2: medication. Why get medication? My wife is in, till two also in till two
0: so, so now these are like those questions. Now here's where I'm going to humbly tell you I don't have the answer to. Why? Because I find that the rabbi gives me a certain, I don't, it's not bragging. When people say I brag, so I don't want to do that. A certain the with certain cases. Certain cases I can help, certain cases I can't. When there are two people from dysfunctional families and they're coming to me and they aren't asking to get better, I can tell you I have maybe a 10% success rate. I don't take them because I'd rather spend the time on where the Rebbein Shlameah sent me a bigger the HaDashmai. You're asking me now one of those questions that I don't have the answer to. When you have a dysfunctional husband and a dysfunctional wife, now, how do you help them? That is something we need to ask someone else. What's really needed is called a case management. You need to get the family involved. There's so much now that's needed. And by the way, we got a lot of people sending the message that like I said about family knowing and it says, how can, you say, how can you say that so many parents are not aware of their kids? Well, now we're talking about dysfunction.
1: I don't okay. this text. This is the text that we, we said that the parents don't aware or aware.
0: I said almost every parent it's, is aware, aware, and they're yes. saying it's not true. So many parents are not aware of what's happening with their kids, married kids.
2: Well, many times it's just a kid that just got locked up. And she just programmed. She said, I, I worked so hard on my husband to teach him that he does not have to say everything. He does not have to repeat for your mother everything that's going on in right. the house. So,
0: All right. Um, I'll tell you what, this question is getting more and more things down. Okay. We're going to places where people, where parents are not yeah, aware of their wanted, kids.
2: I just wanted to say that people should let family know. We can't do anything anyways, but
0: I, sometimes family could So let's put it this so. way. In these heavy cases, I think everything goes. Or I should say nothing goes because I don't have the answer to this, and I'm quite experienced. So we'll ask for Siata Deshmaya, and we'll Can ask... Can I ask a different question? Go ahead, and then we'll go... Uh, really? Yeah.
2: Really, it's um, a young age. I'm teaching small girls. Yes. And... Like um, preschoolers, and I just got a student last week. Um, she was in a different school where they did not nap, but she came home crazy every day. She was crying all day and she was really not well. So mother wanted to get her to school where they nap, and she switched schools. But what happened is now she cries from the second she sees the cats getting um spread apart. She's crying, and her, I spoke to her mother today, and her mother said uh, yesterday she tried putting her to sleep but she came home crazy. She didn't sleep. In school, and she also tried to fight the bed at home because she just gained like a a mission to fight the, the sleeping. Is there a way to take care of it?
0: Parenting courses, yes, that's always why I say. We take questions, and I guess I didn't say that this yeah, program. We take that's questions sorry. of kids above the age of eight and nine years As a old. Teacher,
2: I'm wondering, as a teacher, is there something to do? It's the
0: same point. Now, when I clarify, why do I send to parenting courses? Because it's not that I don't answer the question. It's it's a skills-based. We first have to teach you how to step up the authority, how to be the person they listen to. Then we got to start knowing that to start raising. it. It's about a four-week process. So I can't give it to you in 30 seconds without... Giving the information. So and would you follow-
2: recommend for a girl? Um, yes, I'm engaged, but I'm not yet married to get, and go for a parenting course.
0: Well, then or, let's do it differently. There are a lot of institutions where well, they have for teachers now, how to run a class, how to deal with difficult kids. You're not the first teacher to have. You're not the first teacher to be created on this planet, Baruch Hashem. And I know for the for the men, the there are a lot of organizations. I don't know for the women, but I'm sure there's gotta be for the women. And I would be. The, I would recommend that you call. Um what do you call it for all the schools um the famous oh'll uh, come to me soon
1: i would say that uh, even if, uh I, I, oh. sorry that i meant to, uh, yeah. i would say that even a young uh, teacher uh male or female can go to a parenting even with not married to parenting courses it's very important uh it, it's it's life you know it's life depend on it its, it's and if you understand that it will be helping you to be a, a better mother. But definitely, it will be help you to be a ma- a better or uh, more and a teacher for all the kids.
0: So again, Torah Masaoras, I would call them up. Torah Masora. and I also agree with Rabbi and said parenting. I'm a big believer in just getting the information. There's no secrets that happen in parenting that we don't know. It just gives us the tools. But
2: most parenting, they say that you have to um, work it out with the with the courses. Okay. Can do it with students too.
0: Work it out. Uh, yeah, okay. yeah. I'm Thank telling you. you, students are just like kids. The same information, it's the same behavior, it's the same awareness, it's the same words to use, it's the same words it's of when to more let go. At
2: the time, it's 20 instead of one. Again, Four you're referring
0: to one. You're going to focus on that one hard one that you're talking about.
2: Okay. So,
0: by hold on. I just want to, you to know, someone is defending you. This person that said, many parents are not aware. They said, with all due respect, you're getting triggered. Slow down. Don't make her feel so bad. So, if I made you feel bad the, with what I was saying. I take that back. One thing I want to clarify is that when you've started with a statement without giving the full information as how dysfunctional the family is and then you still to, want to want give to, advice about one of I the most to highly answer
2: that question.
0: I know that but when you go when you start with one of the most highly dysfunctional families out there and then you want to give advice based on that or some recommendations to people we usually don't do that Okay um, um, I'm no problem it's Thank okay you. it's just I'm referring to that one it didn't come up on my screen yet I know there's a, there's a Rabbi Kramer that gives that gives teaching course. I don't know if he gives it for women. I know he gives it for men. I, H-Dos or something like that. There are some great people that give classes and they give it throughout the entire year for Rebbeim. I have several friends of mine that have taken it and it was a tremendous...
1: I would say that uh, J-Root Radio next month will be have, like a special seminar for teachers, especially for teachers from Rabbi Bazila and other rabbis. Where will will can I teacher. give
2: the info?
1: Uh, it will be... Uh, we will give a notice on, on the radio. Okay.
2: Well, I only listen
0: to, uh, to this, so. All right. Well, okay. we'll now be on with, okay. with Ravnison, so you can hear it. Then you'll hear okay. us announce it here. Thank
2: you. Okay. Thank you.
0: Thank you. And you're okay. Good. Let's go. Who's next? Thank
3: you.
0: Hershey. Hershey, you're on the line with Mordechai and Ravnison.
3: Hello, Mordechai.
0: Yes, and I hope I didn't oh. scare you away. Yeah.
3: Thank you for helping and help the uh, help helping me for myself. And helping me for help others. Yes. And I'm learning good with uh, Bucher. Yes. There um some uh, um, um, some bullying. Yes. And uh, I can't remember. So I want I want to ask ask you. I'm feeling uh, uh, all the, all the time um, um, that I'm I'm not I'm, I'm I'm doing good. I'm not doing good how 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 can i deal with it i'm do, i doing i'm doing good with the with the book not doing good I I, I I see uh very good on um, on um, uh uh calling like um um like um, good results but but uh, I, I, all the time i i, I think to myself uh, i'm doing good but i uh, or, or not not doing good
0: Okay, so let's see if I got your question. Your question is that you learn with Bahram and the entire time you're busy evaluating yourself, am I doing good, did I do something well, or did I not do something well? And let me finish off your question saying, and when you think you didn't do something well, you're busy beating yourself up, and you're thinking about it the entire time. Is that correct?
3: Yeah, yeah,
0: correct. Excellent. Now let me ask you, is this just with Bahram that you learn that you have it with, or is this all the time?
3: Uh, more or less with Bahram. Uh
0: more or less yeah more or less all the time
3: um yeah. yeah yeah
0: okay so there are several things that this could be i love when per- i should say i don't have the euphorism i mean i don't love when therapists start shooting diagnosis so let's just make you a regular human being welcome to the world of getting to maturity what does that mean That means that in order to be mature, we got to be able to stop being comfortable with ourselves, comfortable with making mistakes, comfortable with being successful, comfortable with people being upset at us or disappointed with us, and comfortable having people okay with us. If we're going to live our life, and that title I call self-esteem, self-esteem means I have a value, I feel good, I feel safe. I made a mistake, I still feel good. Someone likes me, I feel good. Someone doesn't like me, I still feel good because I have inherent value in me because I feel I'm a matana from the rabbinish The There are lots of professional diagnoses we could throw at you, but we don't need to do that. Most of the time what I find with half the people is we're just missing a simple thing, confidence, self-esteem. So self-esteem generally is a several-step process as well to get, but let's try giving you some of the basic tools. Number one, can you list me? Can you just tell me off the bat 10 strengths that you have? Watch this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to list 10 strengths that Nissen has off the bat. He's smart, quick on his feet, able to take pressure, able to always balance, come up with creative ideas, how to deal with things. No matter what, he's got the smile on his face. He's very honest and direct. He's able to balance more than 10 things all at once. And that's seven. That's on the second. I don't even know Nissen. We've just worked together a little bit. Now, okay. I can tell you my strengths, but I feel people always say when I talk about me, it's bragging. So let's not go to me. Let's go to you. Can you name seven strengths easy that you have? And that's how you build a self-esteem. Knowing yourself. Tell me s- several strengths that you have.
3: Um, not in, in, in a minute. Uh, ah,
0: too long. Now, let's go. Tell me your chesroinus. Seven chesroinus.
3: Oh, a
0: hard time, oh, the gasstroas um, are also hard for you to say
3: uh, 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 on the phone
0: oh, okay, fine, but could you uh, say the do you know the gasstrous? Think them in your mind just when you think of it, say one, then say two, then say three
4: um,
3: okay one okay uh, okay um, two okay.
0: Three. (laughs) Excellent. So now we know we got a self-esteem issue. How do we know that? Because when we can balance our positive strengths and our negative weaknesses, if we could mention both of them equally, then we know we're healthy. Because we have to also know our chasroiness. However, if we only know our chasroiness, then that's called a weak self-esteem. Of course, you're going to have doubt. If you're worthless, if you're not good, all your problems that you have, you have all that then you know what's going to happen. You're going to feel doubting. You're going to feel not good. Now, if someone has only their mindless and they don't see the chasroinness, these are people that are narcissistic. means they only think about themselves. They can't feel anyone else. They never have doubt. They're never wrong. They could never apologize. What we need is balance. So what I have with many of my clients in the first four or five sessions when I see they're missing a self-esteem, I help them come up with 20 positives, the 20 negatives they usually can always do on their own. once they have the 20 positives balanced to the 20 negatives you're going to see how good you feel now step two is you got to say the 20 positives daily four times a day now me personally when i did it it was hard so what i found that i like to do is today's cell phones they have like the voice recorders i said it once and i listened to it first i found my voice very weird to listen to then i found it uncomfortable and then i liked it and then when you hear it in your voice to me, I'm also very audio. It means I, I when I hear things, it penetrates. Hearing it, it's sort of reinforced. Wow! I have all these strengths. Now when I make a mistake, yes, I made a mistake. I've got 20 strengths, and this is one of my chesroiness. Yeah, yeah. So does it make sense that all your doubt and all of that is simply you have no nothing confident, nothing strong in you?
3: Mm, okay. Sure. Oké, okay,
0: ik ga me zoeken als, als, schoen, kan, uh, als oh, ik geen can wil, ik heb zelfconfidence. Maar ik heb niet gezegd: Maal er confidence? Of heb je niet gegeven? Zeen wat Oké, okay, nog een vermeid. Ik heb uh, een ik heb een
3: een ik heb ik heb
0: Okay, um, that's one. I'm just Let me just translate. So those listening, he's saying that he has confidence. So I asked him, how can you have confidence if he can't mention your confidence? Okay. So number one is you help Bacharim learn. Let me hear another confidence.
3: Okay. Okay, good, next, next,
0: next. I got it. So you helped others see that they're allowed to make mistakes. The next?
3: Um...
0: What about you? I want the I. I am smart. I am intelligent. Rabbi Yisshlolem gave me seichel. I can withstand pressure. I have a I have a koyach of bina of understanding things or of dust I can understand deep how to do things. I am persistent. I am someone that is confident to do. Can you do that list? Okay, so let's do something else. Call up Metz next week. I'm going to give you exercise for this week, and we'll follow up next week. For this week, what I'm asking you to do is make a list of 20 positives of yourself. Each of these are good. Have at least 10 of them with I. What means, I means about me and not about Yenam. Not that I help Yenem be stronger. Not that I help that one. That could be from 10 and on. I want 10 about me. It's like I told you, I am confident I can withstand pressure and go on. I am someone that could take no and still move on. I am someone that is confident to take risks. Notice it's the I. It's not about helping someone else. It's about the me. I hear a lot of your strengths are about others. It still means the I don't exist. I need the I.
3: Uh, okay.
0: then Merit Hashem, do that try to do it if you could do it today 20 positives, 10 negatives say the 20 positives 3-4 to four times a day out loud with your mouth I am this, I am that and also sometimes I hear people say I am confident I am smart like in a question tone it's got to be a confident tone got to be with an exclamation mark a State of the Union address State of the Union is when the President speaks to the country once a year this is what my goal is this year uh-huh. It's got to be. I am confident. Mm-hmm. I am strong. I have in what I do. I like myself. It's the I, powerful. Okay? Yeah,
3: yeah.
0: Okay. Beautiful. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Hatzlacha. All right. We are on with Gila. Gila, you're on there with Mordechai and Nissen.
5: Hi. First of all, I'd like to thank you for your beautiful program. It has helped me a lot in my house with my kids and with my job, with my students.
6: So thank I really, you.
0: really
5: appreciate that, the awareness and the clearness and everything.
0: Thank you. I um, appreciate that.
5: My question goes like this. I I had a close cool family member that um, was for this past year. Aww. When that happened, I was pretty, um, I would say, I guess, strong, according to that, like, I guess the most that you're doing in such a in such a situation, but now I'm getting some items of this person. Yes. Um. Someone is sending it to me, and that is, in a way, I feel much harder than it's like I feel like it's harder, like it's making me putting me back in the trauma. So I wanted to know why would this be harder than if I wouldn't see her and just wouldn't see the things.
0: Thank you so much for that question. I feel in, this question can bring so much insight. And Harvnison, it's a fantastic question.
1: You know what? She took me back 41 years ago. On the war. You war, I'm telling you. We, uh, I had the same uh, issue. That's the night when we lost my friends over there. And I was acting like normal soldier. Collect my soldier, collect my my stuff, and was a point that I found. You know, I know that my friend died and all of this, and suddenly, uh, after later, I was sitting with the with an emergency uh, vehicle that one night before we drove together, me and uh, another baho Max, and I broke down. Yeah, As it was like. Really, so it's a, the question is very, very valuable, you know?
0: Yeah. Many people that go through loss, especially, unfortunately, in this generation, a lot of young people are being nifted. There's a lot of tragedies happening. And there's a lot of information that's needed about trauma or about awareness. So let's create that with your question. Thank you. Let's understand a little about the brain. There is the logic part of the brain. This is like medically proven already for 50 years. They're just seeing it more and more understanding. And to make it clearer... There is step one, which is we have, let's call it the 1950s, they called the right and left brain. Today it's more advanced where it's called the amygdala, which is the emotional part of the brain. And then you've got the logical part of the brain, which is called the cortex. So the prefrontal, the prefrontal cortex, different areas of the part of the brain, which is very logical and thinking. Amygdala is pure feeling. During a crisis, many times the feelings are so overwhelmed that it gets numb and it can't process the crisis. And the logic is acting. The logic is moving. But what happens is as time starts passing and now the numbness starts wearing off and we're safe for us to start experiencing. Because remember, during trauma, during fight or flight mode, feelings are shut. We're either fight or flight or freeze. But most of us are going to be fight or flight. Again, freeze is very accurate today. I'm just referring to your trauma level. It's like either we run away from it, we don't feel it, freeze, or we don't process it. But once we're in a safe place, and now we start bringing it up, now the brain feels safe. Now it starts experiencing even small levels, and it can happen years later. Unfortunately, that's one of the ways as a therapist that I do my evaluations. When someone comes in, how many years later are they coming to discuss the trauma? The longer it is, like if someone tells you I'm coming 10 years later, I know that this person has such issues in them that the brain did not give itself till 10 years to feel safe to process it. And then people tell me, why can't I just heal it in one or two sessions? And I can't even tell them that. Do you realize? Tell me the other traumas. And many times I ask them just to do a history. In the therapy process, we call it a biopsychosocial. We want to get their biology. Are they taking medications? Are there any problems, physical stuff? Then the psychology. Are there any diagnoses that we see? And then the uh, biopsychosocial. What's going on on the social level? Family, genetics, history stuff. Because I might get in the history saying, oh, we just had a sister who was divorced and someone else had. They were going through trauma after trauma the last 10 years, That now is the first time the brain can process that, and sometimes we can't go straight to the trauma. we got to go to other areas.
5: So do you think the best thing would be um, to process it right away?
0: Well, let's change right away. As always, that scares me, these big words, extremes, always, never, right away, ne- you know, like never process it. Just slowly, everyone at the right level. I always give this famous example, and people always laugh every time I say it. Unfortunately, if you go to a family's levaya, you're going to see one person is busy with technical. Who's going where? Where's the are going to? Busy the entire time, and you need someone to do it. In fact, the halacha is that the kids, one of the reasons it's called an ayna, that you're not allowed to make a bracha is because we got to be metapa with the mess the entire time. It means you got to be busy with the mess to make sure we bury it. On the other hand, you'll notice those people that are only busy with who's carrying, who's going, and even after that, during the shiva, they're busy with who's bringing lunches and who's bringing suppers and who's coming and who didn't come and cheshboi They're very technical. That's right. They're not able to process the emotions so the brain is going very logical, very technical. Then you got those people that are purely emotional and they're crying and crying and crying, but the question is, did they balance it? Are they balancing it with logic and with help and for therapy? I'm not. I don't mean therapy with the process of emotions. Are they able to move on a little? So everyone, we need to take into account their natures. I have like the famous programs that people listen to on my phone line, which is number forty-eight and forty-nine, and that's about the the sixteen different natures. I really have it out to eighteen, but each nature's got their way of mourning and processing. Mm-hmm. I have so someone. I have
5: one more question Go ahead.
0: This. Go right ahead.
5: But I want to know: Is it the right? I always like to do the right thing. Is it the right thing? to put these things away the way I like I'm feeling of doing, just like not to do it, or yes, use it.
0: You've just answered and your own question. How do you like dealing like, with issues?
5: So, well, how I like to do, I like to jump into it.
0: I thought you said you like and, putting them away.
5: No, I like to do things the right way. This specific thing, I feel like, why should I put myself in it? Just now let's take Don't a step back. It, that
0: means when something is big, or if it's emotional, out of your control... What, yeah. is your, what is your method of dealing with issues that are too much for you to handle? Hey, let's go. We hey. put it away. Right. And that's called burying. And that's no, so- I don't think I do that. You don't think you do that. So one of the ways you see when we decide or, or one of the ways how you understand the nature is not right. necessarily when we're calm how we deal with it. It's when we're stressed is when we see what's going on within us. When the Gemara says, you can recognize a person three times, bikisai, when, he gets, when he's dealing with his money, bikisai, bikisai, when he's drunk, and bakasai. each of these are when the subconscious is triggered, when you're not logical, you're not calm. So while you say you like dealing with things, if we want to know what your real nature is, when you're rattled, how do you deal with it? There are some people when they're rattled and when they're shaken up, they're fighting, they're belligerent, Some people right away turn into giving yes, 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 whatever you want. Some people bury. You want to know who you really are? Under stress, what do you function? That's your subconscious programs, or that's your nature coming out. So while you say you like dealing with things, that's dealing with problems from one to six that you can handle, but what about from six to ten? What's your method? And it might just be denial. There might be a lot of other stuff that might be denial that are too big that we're just not dealing with. I'm asking. I don't know. I'm not telling you. Or I'm say I should more. I'm suggesting. What do you say?
5: I don't know. It
0: doesn't
5: sound like me. No? Know who Whoever knows me wouldn't say that either. I don't. Uh, I I mean,
0: I'm not talking about others. About other what, people, I know.
5: Really. I just. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what else I could um, refer to. So I don't
0: know. All right. So the answer is: everyone at their right time is the right time for them to feel. For them to process. But processing is something that needs to happen. Thank you. Howdy. We have hoodie on the line. Hoodie, you're on the air with Mordechai.
5: Hi. Um, first of all, thank you very much for your show. I really appreciate it. I find a lot of
0: Thank you. In I,
5: many of your shows.
0: I appreciate that. And I also want to thank everyone for calling in, by the way, at this new hour from 8 to 10. It makes it a lot easier for me, Baruch Hashem, and it makes it a lot easier for a lot of other people.
5: Um, I have a question. Um, if someone is has gone through a severe trauma and is currently in therapy, would hypnosis um, interfere if they would go to someone else for hypnosis to help um, get rid of the trauma?
0: Well, you use the word hypnosis. Do you, are they going to go? Do they know anyone that does hypnosis? Is this person's license? Does this person have experience with hypnosis? Hypnosis yeah, is one of these fancy... What? That
5: person is
0: licensed. Okay. Does that person... Now, when you say the word hypnosis, let me educate some people. There are several different types of hypnosis. There's relaxation that people call hypnosis. There's waking relip- hypnosis where a lot of people go to this guy in Boston, they call him like the mad Russian, where he gets you to stop smoking and losing weight. People travel all over twice a week. I heard about that. I know some people that work fantastic. I know some people that didn't work at all. And that's complete different types of hypnosis. Then in hypnosis, there's Rogerian hypnosis, which is using stories and analogies for the subconscious. There are some right. very...
5: Yeah, I'm talking about bringing the subconscious.
0: I know, but so you use, again... Conscious. I'm just going to apologize or clarify when we use words. If you're not a clinician in the field, you might the all the words might sound familiar. So I would not be able to answer a how deep the trauma was. Every clinician means you need to do an evaluation. And the real person to ask is the therapist that's working with this person. So I can share with you one of the sad stories.
5: If the therapist is not so familiar in the field of hypnosis
0: then the person has to realize, do they want to take the chance? It's that person's decision. Is
5: it risky? I'm saying if they go
0: in and... I will tell you, I am, I am certified in hypnosis, or I was at least. You know, I've taken the course in hypnosis and I was certified wow. for a number of years. I didn't keep up my certification. Wow. However... I found every case very different. I do not do hypnosis because most people that come to me for hip, or came to me or want to come to me for hypnosis did not want to deal with their issues. They wanted knock me out, remove the problem, and then get better. Nothing in this world, from my experience, that the Rebbeinu has ever created, works that way. Just knock it out and do it. They might knock out a person to do surgery, but then the recovery is four months. <laughs> So, so, my so difficulty when navigating. I hear the word, when someone calls me about hypnosis, it's like one of these trauma questions to me. Like, could you please heal anxiety that I've gone through for 30 years in just three sessions? So, when no, you. S- no,
5: no, I don't mean it in this way. I mean it more in like just to help, to help more.
0: So, hypnosis can be great. Now, I would ask you to find out if the person is, if you heard positive feedback on that person. So, besides them having experience, if you have positive experience, I'm always a believer in trying things. I'm a huge believer in subconscious. You hear me talk about that all the time. But all I'm saying is, I I always like giving this waiver that when I hear the word hypnosis, to me it's one of those triggers. I would say 9 out of 10 questions that I got were people that did not want to face their issues and just wanted the magic pill. Like today, everyone is still looking for the diet pill that you can eat all you want, you take that pill and you lose weight. Let's wake up to reality. We already have those plastic cups that we throw out. We've got plastic plates. We've already got plastic teachers and rebayum that after the year we get rid of them, we don't care about them anymore. We already have plastic Rabbanim that we don't stick to our Rabbanim, we don't ask them. You know, soon we're going to have plastic people. We're a plastic generation. What happened to the consistency? I once heard from a Rav that said, the world used to be a one dot world. That means you were married once You had your children, you had your one job, you had your one Rav, you had your one Shul. Today, you gotta be a Rav, you gotta be a therapist, you gotta help people, you gotta raise money to be an Askin, you gotta be an engineer, you gotta be a mathematician, you gotta know history. So, to this generation, we're busy with the dots. We're supposed to have 50 dots, and we don't have not one dot. So, I definitely feel that any hypnosis therapy for someone that went through trauma in general, I don't know why you're jumping to hypnosis, I would recommend EMDR. That's a subconscious therapy, which has got huge amounts of of research showing that it works. It's also trained, given it right, to license. So um,
5: this person that is doing therapy now doesn't work with EMDR. However, the one that does hypnosis does hypnosis together with EMDR combined.
0: Okay, it's. EMDR and hypnosis are two very, very different systems. I, I cannot see, since I know both of them, I can't see a person being able to do both at the same time. No? No. Unless they did a deep relaxation and then they're trying to do the iMode sensata- sensitizations or going back to different stuff. I'm not sure how. It could be, but I guess I like when people are creative in every step, so maybe. I, I'm not sure exactly what's happening over there.
5: Okay, thank you. Um... I would like to ask you for a suggestion about, on your phone line, about the, you discussed several topics. Um, I wouldn't be comfortable saying it on here, but if I can text it, you would read it now? I'm Uh, not saying law.
0: You mean the
6: question?
0: A question or a topic? I, since i've started this j root radio about a year and a half now i haven't done any shiram any of those hour programs because to prepare a Shear, which people listen uh-huh. to an hour takes me about eight to ten hours just uh, yeah that's how long people have no idea when i got 62 Sheerim, we're talking about 600 about 600 hours put into it and the amount of times i did recordings and they didn't work out there were a lot of stuff that So when I'm doing this program, this program itself, besides the two hours, the preparation, coming, going, and all that's about four hours, just that I'm not able to balance both. And I feel that there's a far, I can tell you from seeing the numbers, there's a far greater awareness that people are benefiting from this. So in the future, I do plan on taking time off of work and doing again the topics and continuing. There are so many topics I still want to do. However, the balancing both of them, which is chesed over here, um, I need to balance it also with reality.
5: Right. Okay,
0: thank you so much. So, I would just tell you, if this person does EMDR and knows hypnosis, I would definitely tell you to give it a shot. Or a separate question, why are they still going to their regular therapist? Why not just go to this therapist that does the EMDR and the hypnosis, and it's a licensed therapist? EMDR, can only they only train it to licensed therapists.
5: Because they've gone
0: to the other therapist for quite a while, and they're happy there. So oh, okay. Now, if that therapist is happy with them, going, They
5: just want more help, a bigger boost for the severe trauma.
0: Now, has medication been introduced? Do you know if medication was used at all? No. It has it not been in, in, introduced, or you don't know about it? No, have
5: not
0: introduced. Okay, I just want to also mention that bit, that vitamins and medication can be needed... Many times for something like that, like I don't want to go into which ones, but let's take, I'm just going giving an example, like an SSRI, which is like a Prozac, a Zoloft, and those stuff. Again, you need a doctor to do it. Many times when the mind is so locked, and like if EMDR might not work, then they just need a little medication to open up the mind. That's why we have it. If this generation of Rebun Shalom gave it to us, let's utilize the tools that Rebun gave us.
5: I don't think they would need it because they're dealing with their situation. They're just trying to find some more help.
0: I know. Again, we're discussing that. I'm just giving the information. What many times people think they don't need is many times exactly what we need. So... uh Just, I'm just suggesting to be aware that medication isn't so scary and it could be something that's also helping. So, if that therapist is okay with them, so if they're going to this while to this therapist and they have a comfortable relationship and they want to try something else like the hypnosis and the EMDR, I am definitely okay with it to give it a shot and just see and make sure that in case they go through trauma or starting to reawaken some of the feelings, they can speak to that therapist that they'll be available. Okay. As well uh, as just to keep in I mind. I can
5: text in the thing that I would like you to discuss. Maybe to do it on your own, on your own, if you could.
0: You can text. Text. Okay. Thank Go you ahead. So you are very welcome. And whoever it is, that person that you know, let them keep on going for therapy because with Siyata Deshmaya, we can get there. As long as we continue okay, the, the process, you, we will get there. Yes. Okay. We
1: have Kila online. She wants to uh, apologize.
0: Sure. Gila, you're on the air with Mordechai.
5: Yeah, I'm sorry. You got disconnected? Sure. Should we continue, or should I...
0: Go right ahead, Arvonis, see you're in charge. What do you say? Okay. You got have it. A
1: few, uh, online, but uh, Okay. A short. So let's okay, go ahead. So, yes. So,
5: so you were saying that I, that I bury things?
0: No. No, that's the danger. That's something I never do. I asked you to tell yourself... Yes. Do you think oh, you bury things, the bigger issues, not the problems 1 to 6, the 7 to 10, do you bury them? Do you say, I'll deal with them later, or do you deal with them?
5: No, I right away speak about it. Okay. To whoever's going to listen.
0: Okay, great. So there you got your answer. Uh,
5: so so what should I, do so you think it's good to put it away?
0: Right. i or don't I understand i i here's where i feel a little under not understanding what you're saying you tell me your system is you deal with it right away talk to whoever listens so then how does the question come in if that's your nature what does that mean you should continue putting it away you've put it away for several months now you got the the clothing or something got you triggered again and now the question is to put it away here's where i feel like i'm not getting you mm-hmm. okay. uh, no no do you understand my question here if your nature is to just deal with it, then your point would be, you know, I want to deal with it right now. Is it okay for me to deal with it? When you ask me, should I just put it away? It sounds like your nature is that you yeah, bury that's things. That's what I
5: want to ask. I want to ask, is it okay for me? Is it, is it fine? Is it a good thing to deal with it? Or is it better to put it away?
0: Now, how do you... <laughs> okay. Um, so the answer is everyone based on their natures. What is your nature?
5: Better.
0: Exactly. out exactly <laughs> thank you so much you're welcome thank
5: you.
0: okay we have hinda online whichever line <laughs> online and those of you that would like you can call in the number to call in is 718-683-58. 718-683-5858 718-683-5858 we're getting so many fantastic um texts i wish if you guys would call them in it would be great. So feel free to call it in. Be brave. Call it in seven one eight six eight three fifty eight fifty eight seven one eight six eight three five eight five eight. And Hinda, you're on the air with Mordechai yeah,
7: and Miss- Hi. Yes. Um, okay. My question is that um, I do I have trouble sleeping. Okay. And um, it's like a, a long time thing, and but I, I don't know. You know, I want to improve in my sleep, and it could be that I do I suffer from anxiety, so it could be connected but i want it. but if when i don't sleep then it's so hard to, during the day to to carry out my you know to function because i'm not sleeping enough
0: yeah man what's your question
7: no i'm just like like what could i do it, like as you know to get me like better sleeping so i take something and i don't want to be hooked on like too much sleeping pills either and whatever i just it's uh, I I need to improve my quality of sleep because then I I I have a lot to deal with and I have, you know, to cope with everything.
0: Yep. So So. let's discuss two minutes about sleep, about anxiety. Do you know how the brain works or what happens when we need to go to sleep? Our brain has to go through several processes. One of the processes when we go to sleep, our brain has to do is it's now safe for me to go to sleep. I've taken care of everything that I need to do. So many of us that suffer from anxiety or that have a list, to-do list of a thousand things and all we do is ten, and we got to go to sleep, our brain can't shut down because it's thinking the entire time. I forgot to do this. I should have done that. All those thoughts start popping into our mind, correct? Right, correct. And now what happens is we have a brain, such a powerful brain, and unfortunately, if we don't clean it out, we don't give it its car washes, we don't learn how to turn on on switch, off switch, the medium switch, then it affects our emotions. One of the steps that happens is, at night, if we don't go to the car wash, what happens to a car if you don't go to a car wash? Then it it's dirty. gets dirty. And what happens if you keep it so long, and now you're going to go to the car wash once in a while, but you won't be able to remove all the gut, will you?
7: Right, it won't come out.
0: That's right. So what happens is when that happens long enough, our subconscious says, I am not going to let you bury it anymore. Now I'm going to start causing pains. And pains are anxiety, pains are stress, pains are panic attack. Pains are many times headaches and back pains. And that's with a famous book, Dr. Sarno, that he comes in with the back pains, hmm. fight it, it's your brain talking.
7: So, so ed, headaches come from that too?
0: Sure. Again, you always—I always tell people—you first have to rule out the medical level. But once the mm-hmm. doctor, which most of the time the doctors say it's nothing.
7: Because they say that I, I, it's from anxiety, she tells me. I said I can't sleep that night, so she, that's what she tells me.
0: Someone's recommending for you to take a clonopin. <laughs> for those that know medications, clonopin is sort of a—it's called a uh, benzo. I'm
7: taking Ambien, but I don't think it's helping. Yeah, Ambien, clonopin—they're
0: all the same.
7: They're all the same. <laughs>
0: Um, and to the person that, that texted that, I want to give you a huge apology. I know I've been meaning to, to call back several times with all that. I'm sorry. I recognize now your number, and when you put your initials, I recognize it. Life, as you know, has been very hectic by me, Hashem, with lots of huge successes, but talking about not sleeping, I was thinking, I also wake up now very tired. In fact, this morning, was hard to get up with the alarm ringing, but Baruch Hashem, for good reasons, for my baby, but uh, my daughter, however... Yes, these are all issues. Now, I hate being the one to say this, and I try not saying this, saying, like, find a therapist. But if you have anxiety, you might need the tools. It could be, like, five to ten sessions just to give it to you. And I'll give you, like, some of the tools that we work with the person. Number one, start journaling. means write down at night, a half hour before you go to sleep, all the stresses that you had that day.
7: So, yes, this morning I wrote down, like, all the list of things, like, I had the phone calls to make and what to do. So I felt better the whole day today, even though I was tired. That's right. I wrote it all on paper, so I should right, But that is nervous. step
0: one. Now, if you can do that a half hour before you go to sleep, you'll find that all the things you didn't accomplish, all the things you want to do the next day, you'll find it out of your subconscious. Another session that we discuss with people that, that suffer from anxiety is to learn how you will we'll do about 80% of our tasks. We'll never complete a task. It's something I find there a bunch of them does in this world. If you are alive, you probably will always take a bit more tasks that's possible than to finish. So, part of that session, we discuss not completing tasks, being happy with yourself, looking at the ha- glass half full rather than the glass half empty.
7: Right? No, because everyone likes me from like cheerfulness. I'm very cheerful and make everyone happy. And sometimes I just get you know anxiety, from, I guess, from everything I have to do.
0: That's so right. So in therapy, nervous. so yeah. in therapy, there are certain certain tools and certain tasks like each session we focus on another task that's needed how to deal with the anxiety another one is the perfectionist how to not expect it to be the best another one is that when people ask you to do favors or when you see people have certain needs on one hand you want to help them on the other hand you have to recognize if you can do it now so there's a lot there's a lot of steps. So really, for your case, what I'd recommend is just either take a self-help book that they have anxiety be gone. I'm, I'm not saying that is the name of a book, but there are a lot of self-help books. There's a famous Dr. David Burns, which is like the CBT specialist, all his books on, on anxiety and on fears mm-hmm. and on OCD. So, But I would really take it to the next level where if you have that it's affecting your sleep, you've already taken the Ambien that they recommended it. Try therapy, like 10 sessions of therapy for anxiety, and you might get some of the basic CBT tools or skills that i've just mentioned to you or if you want you can do it with a friend i've mentioned four of them try with a friend mentioning doing that going to sleep means every night and a half hour before you go to sleep write down all the tasks that were on your head that you did not accomplish today and what you need to do for tomorrow then the next one's you're going to learn how to prioritize all of those which ones the next things to discuss with your friends are what are you going to do what are you not going to do and part of that session what we discuss is not needing to do everything being able to let go
7: all right an- one more thing about uh, for an airplane so when I go on the airplane I have also anxiety a bit of anxiety on the airplane do you know what I could do for that like cuz I want to travel again but I'm nervous to travel So
0: this is way too we're like asking me you know as I the famous story with Hill Regolafos uh, yeah. to teach Carl Tarikul cool. so what I just want to understand, yeah. sometimes anxiety can take several months in therapy or even a year year and a half to heal so, to help sometimes it can be done in 3 4 sessions Sometimes it could be a workbook is enough. Could be sometimes you need a little medication. There are so many things to it. And Uh like that's the main purpose of this program is for awareness. So I feel we've created so much awareness and I thank you for the question. But the real help is also one of the questions I did not ask is how many years are you having this problem?
7: I I don't It's hard to say. It's
0: hard to know. Okay. But these are some of the stuff that what we address Mm -hmm. and how we organize. Yeah. Okay. Hold yeah, on one you. second. Someone is giving you advice over here. My advice I'm past Clonopin and I'm past melatonin, sleeping like a dream now after being in therapy. See so here you have a client that's a client or someone that's telling you that they used to take the Clonopin, which is the thing to go to sleep. They used to take the melatonin, which is the natural vitamin that people take to go to sleep. And now they sleep like a dream because they went for therapy. Mm-hmm. So, again, these are people's experiences. We're not here to recommend, I'm not pushing anything. Right. Okay. Yes. Thank uh, yeah, you. Thank
7: you so much. You're very welcome. And thank you for being much.
0: brave. I want to thank everyone that's uh, yeah. calling up with real life issues. Brave.
7: We're very brave.
0: It okay. is brave. Because yeah. to call up and say, yeah. I have anxiety, and other people hear it say, Oh, you know, I also have, oh, I, headaches is also a sign of anxiety, and not sleeping uh-huh. is a sign of anxiety, and writing it down, calm me down. These are all things that are helping points that are helping people. Thank you.
7: Okay,
0: you're welcome. All right. Oops, oh, we got Rivka. Rivka, you're on, with Mordechai Aniston.
6: Hi, I thank you so much for your amazing program. It's helped me and countless other people I know. Thank you. I have a question, maybe a little interesting one. We got an addition to our family, um, let's say this past year, and we realized... Addition
0: I mean, means a Mazel tov, a baby was born, no, or are you talking about an sorry. adoption?
6: No, no, an no, in-law.
0: An in-law moved in, that's why I asked. When you say addition, it sounded a little... <laughs> An in-law moved into you?
6: No, like one of my siblings got married.
0: Oh, one of your siblings got married. Okay, when you said in-laws, I was already thinking about mother-in-law and father-in-law. Okay.
6: yeah. So, um, it took us time to realize that she's like a chronic liar.
0: Yes. (laughs) Not
6: with things that I could pinpoint that she would have benefit from. I mean, we want to know how to deal with it. Like, we obviously don't confront her about her obvious lies. I want to understand the logic behind it. Why would somebody lie if it's not for their benefit?
0: First, I'd like, Rav Nissen, you take over a little. What do you say about lying? He's a guy that's Bachsham, is a wonderful family, works with so many different people running. What would you say about lying? Why would you say someone lies?
1: You know, some people are thinking that uh, by lying, they, they're being important. They become, yes. they become important for the, in their point of view. And we basically, I think that we are the, product of what other people thinking about us you know. Yes. so that's what happened that uh, this poor uh, lady, poor member of you, uh, the new member thinking that by lying she will be uh, you know, bringing herself to a higher level and you know, it's show that she has very uh, low, low confidence and uh, she wants to show that to, to bring herself to a uh, higher, higher madrega to uh, not by by exaggerate, game, giving some stories about you know, and unfortunately, that's happened to uh, to all of us. And uh, you know, if it's friends, if it's it's a it's a it's a new me- uh, member of the family, every uh, so the things is like, uh, in my opinion, just let it go, and slowly, slowly, it will go away, and the husband or the wife will have to treat with this, but it's not your problem. <laughs> <In> my, right. <laughs> in my opinion. Uh, <laughs> right.
0: So, I would like to add on exactly to, not add on, first clarify or validate exactly to what Avnisson said. When we lie, it's when we don't feel safe in our own skin the way reality is. Does that make sense?
6: I guess so, but she seemingly lies things that don't make her better, like just some to distort the truth.
0: Yeah, now let's take it one step further. And I use this example for stealing. When does someone need to steal? Hello? Yeah, sorry? Yeah, when does someone need to steal? When do you find a kid? When they
6: feel a missing need.
0: That's right. Now, many times in our mind, if we don't have a good self-esteem or we feel we're not worth it, we're going to need to embellish on the truth. So while you feel your sister-in-law, or brother-in-law, whoever this should be, is so healthy or confident if they don't feel it on the inside they will have to make a grandiose picture and what might happen with time is as they feel safe so i know some people that lie a lot they lie when they're in a big group but when they're when they are one-on-one it's much easier they don't do that because they feel safer it might be a family program that's the second point a third point I'd like to, you to understand is there are different natures. As I mentioned, there are different natures the of them creates. There's a nature of some people that are grandiose. I always like this. I hate this. I have the nicest thing. I cook the best foods ever. No one ever does anything close to what I make. And it's not true. It's a nature. And many many times those that are exact or those that are introverted, not introverted as in quiet, but as in an intro nature within themselves, they can't stand those great big embellishes. And if you can understand it might just be her nature, then you do the division by half process. Division by half means whatever they say divided by half. Right. I made 50, 50 portion meal, you know it was maybe 20. Maybe. Maybe 10. The more she embellishes, you do, you start dividing it by by higher numbers. 30 times, 40 times. We all have those people which say, I'm going to do this and this. The more they talk about what they're going to do, the more you know they are not going to do it. And the more times and the more emphasis and the more the more dramatic they're saying it, in your head you could go, wow, you're really not going to do it. And you're just trying to convince us because you're trying to convince yourself. hmm it's just reality. We all got someone in our lives that way. Understand? She's
6: not such a kind of liar, though. Okay. That's the question. Like, if I, if somebody, if I would see somebody lying for her... So the more, the more detail you give me, the more I, I
0: can go. When you, since you're not giving me a detailed story, I'm shooting blanks.
6: Okay. So she could say things that wouldn't make a difference for the average person to think of this way or that way. Like, why would you lie if you could just say the truth? Again,
0: you haven't given me a detail.
6: So let's say she can say she has one Shabbos outfit when she has two. And she said it yesterday. Well, yesterday she wore one, and the next day she wore the other. I mean, like you lied yesterday. Oh,
0: so she's look, if she's cutting it by half, maybe it's the other way. Maybe she's afraid of hurting people that she has more than others.
6: And sometimes it's distorting the truth.
0: Again, notice how it could be different ways. Is it that she's always cutting it down by half?
6: Not necessarily.
0: All right. So, I go with her of Nissen's answer, and that is many times it's not a comfortable self-esteem. They don't feel good about themselves, and therefore they try to embellish it or change it. Or they're okay. afraid if they would say the truth that they might be attacked. So that's when we lie, that's when people steal. If they would ask directly for money, and they'd get a no, or they'd get a yelling, so then they stop. Uh huh. And what we want to try to do is create the place and say, oh, you know, you can always, or maybe acting differently, accepting more. I need more details in the story to know.
6: Uh huh. Okay. Yeah. And I also want to add, for where I was listening, about you mentioned about the Sarno method about the subconscious causing actual pain. Sure. And uh, somebody called in, I'm not sure if it was two, three weeks ago, about the fact that she, she had some sort of symptoms and she wanted to rule out stress. And you had asked, I don't know if you remember what I'm talking about.
0: Not exactly.
6: Okay. And I just wanted to clarify publicly that emotional pain can really cause physical issues more than just what people think of stress. Emotional pain can really cause a strep throat. Not that you don't have to take antibiotics for it, but yes, the root could really be emotional.
0: So you see, that far, I usually don't take it. Why?
6: I do see it, though. That's
0: okay. That's great. I'm not denying it. What I'm saying is... I'd like to stick to the information at least that we know clearly. What we know clearly is that after the person does the MRI, after they do the back pain, after they do the testing on the legs, and the doctor says there's absolutely zero wrong with you physically, which is called which is called a somatoform disorder. It's a real disorder in the DSM. And during the times of war, it got and hypochondriac hypochondriasis is the similar diagnosis under that same area where we're where we're afraid of something and we're actually creating the physical pain by being afraid i'm not talking about where it's actual strep where you get a strep throat that stress will call that cause that. i'm talking about literally where people are limping where people can't get off the bed and the doctor will tell you there's nothing wrong with your spine i'm talking about that i'm talking about migraines where people have got blinding migraines during the times of war there were people that had got that were blind they were shell shocked a shell exploded they thought they're blind and the optic nerve is attached I'm talking about physical levels. I'm not talking about where their strep, their throat is hurting. Was saying stress can cause that. Of course, stress will lower the immune system, which can now cause strep to happen. That's why certain people get strep. Certain people get other issues. Right. Of course. And it's a real diagnosis. And Dr. Sarno isn't like a made-up thing. Dr. Sarno, I'm, I'm amazed that his system, quote-unquote, took off to the world when it's the oldest, one of the oldest diagnoses out there. Some okay. of the is a major diagnosis, just like, for the example, there's something called phantom leg syndrome. Now, when someone, they need to remove a leg, people still feel pain in their legs after the leg is removed. And there are a lot of tricks that they use. One of the tricks is they put a mirror there so the brain should see, like, reflecting the right and left leg. And once the brain sees, sees it with the eyes, the leg, I'm not going into details of what they do, but these are real disorders that the brain will make and feel pain when the leg isn't there, when the hand isn't there. It's not imaginary. It's that real that they're feeling it. So thank you for that validation about and the clarification. Thank you. Excellent. Bye. We are going to Surrey. Surrey, you're on the air with Mordechai. Yeah,
6: hi, I'm
2: calling back. I'm really there. Um I was about to ask about my eye. I was, somebody told me it might
0: be Oh, well, um, it's a little bit your, your call's yeah. call is not that... I uh, already just said
2: that she called me that someone asked you about the um, rule of stress. Yes. That was my question. I asked then um, I had a terrible eye infection and it didn't go away after taking a video. Yes. I want to know if that's the rule stress. Yes. Yeah. Um, Berkshire, we know by now what it is, but as of now we did not find a uh, way to cure it, but it was probably in the medical.
0: Oh, in fact, I remember please. even clearly now that you were a kala, and the family was yeah. telling you, now I remember, that you were yeah, a wanna- kala, And I actually got a lot of messages from people telling me, of course it's because you're engaged, by the way. Oh, yeah. So Yeah, so the public opinion, the text that I was getting following your question, let's well, tell everyone. So your your question was, let's just remind everyone, she's calling up that she's a Kala and she's under a lot of, and her, she doesn't feel she's under stress and she's getting eye infections one after another. And I think you told me an ant is the one that told you it must be stress and you don't feel stress, can yeah. it be stressed? And I yeah. said, well, I have a big belief in all this emotional stuff. I still am a big believer in Physical pains might not necessarily be that way. If it's stress and it's not proven medically. And the amount of messages I got from people, in fact, one of the people told me that they were a kala, they got sick the entire time, they felt they weren't under stress, and they were really in denial because they didn't want to shidduch, the parents pushed them, and all that stuff.
2: I'm not going, I'm just saying, (laughs) so I had that
0: person tell me, of course it's stress, and I hope she, you know, I wish she would have been more direct to her. So it's cute to hear that, to hear to hear that, that's no, actually... I'm
2: telling you, I just, we asked a room a few times after the they took a call trying to it, It's a similar question to Marissa, but it, it travels my hair to my eyes, and I don't know we're still looking for the report, but hopefully we'll find one. But it's not, it's a medical thing.
0: Good. Thank you. are very welcome, and thank you for that feedback. Appreciate that.
2: Okay. Just for the people who are um, worrying about it, so thank you.
0: You're welcome. Very good. Thank you for calling up. And Mazel Tov and Hashem, you should be Zechat to build a bias, be soul, a Amen. Yechiel on the air with Mordechai and Nissen.
4: Hello, uh, Mordechai. Yes. I'm from now. Oh,
0: wow. You're staying up late. Let me tell you, I so appreciate it. The first text that I got in today's program is let me read it to all of you. Oh, let's go back one more page. And it would be, you are going to lose all your England and Eretz clients by moving to this late hour. And I want you, here it is, be aware you will have, oh, less, I'm sorry. You will have less Europe and Eretz calls, but more children. Okay, well, we haven't had children and we have had less European and Eretz and I do apologize, and I did take that into a cheshben. Um, but... I'll tell you, well, the reason why I did it is because Baruch Shem the sent me a baby and I want to go home every night. So if I would continue doing it by day, I would not be able to, like I slept home once a week every night, which I didn't enjoy doing. So now, even if I leave at 10 o'clock over here, the radio, the studio, I'm home by 11.15, by I can still help out and still be in the house. So that's the reason why I did it, simply for my family level. But I am uh, triply honored that you called up from England, staying up so late to call in. Thank you. Hello? Yes, Rabbi Yechiel.
4: Yeah, I read the Yiddish.
0: Okay, read in the Yiddish and we'll translate it.
4: Yeah, I I I Yiddish. joke. Yeah.
0: Why doing a joke? i joke.
4: Ah, a joke. All right, so let's just translate <laughs> a
0: second. So you called in several times. Let's go here. What is your question?
4: Yeah. So let me just
0: translate a second. So what you're saying is that when people, you're always thinking the whole time, do people like me or don't they like me?
4: ja ja maar dit erop afleert met nischterot gewezen dat hij beschaft, maar me al, waar het als me bijt hem niet bejaat, bijt naar Ik ik ik, ik ben Blue, niet, ikke, me afgewerkt van de gesprekken, niet komt me naar een gesprekken. Bijt hem vind al tien jaar oud. De gesprekken is controlling career, Ja. In in controlling, Aber as in the the friggin. Okay,
0: so let's just let me just yeah. translate a second. So, what you're saying is that in short, that as in your childhood or with a family, you didn't feel that you were loved by them, or they didn't know how to express it to you. And, e- and now you do know. Now they give you money, you know, they ask you how you're doing. But that lack, that missing that love, or feeling the love in your childhood, and you're now be- you're now going back and forth the whole time. Correct? You know, if, they- if people love you or not.
4: I man feeling. I'm gonna en aan treffen zich hand. In,
0: let's take a step. back. what's your question?
4: Ma, Om om ganz so you feel that they've gone
0: against you the entire time. They're very controlling, even though they meant it with love, but they still went against your needs.
4: Yeah,
0: so now what's your question?
4: Hold on, hold on, let's go. What's your question? Let's
0: go to your question. So the, your question is, how can you love someone when they still hurt you consistently?
4: Correct? We're not it's there yet. Hold on, you see, we've okay, jumped it's 10
0: it's
4: steps. <laughs> let me <laughs> ask <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so let me ask you, let me give you the maha Daima. Someone... Yeah. That doesn't know how to read, and you want them now to learn in the Torah, Ksavashiris, without ever learning how to read with the, with the Tamim. You, we have so many steps that we got to go through. Number one, now, do you, do you have a good language with them? Can you tell them that they are controlling? Do they understand? Are you able to first work out the pain, saying, do you understand that sometimes the way you speak, I take control and you might not mean to control? Can they accept to know there are about 10 steps before we're going to get to actually loving them? Love is something that has to be worked on, has to be built on. We're able to destroy, we can choke someone. You know, there's a famous Gemara that I love in Masech, this Kedush Lamed. And it says that you could give over to your father, you can give him avaz, you could give him goose to eat, and unfortunately you're going to be koinah gehenam, and you can send your father to work. means work hard, and you could be getting the best olam haba. And Toys brings down the famous Gemara, what it's basing on, and it's based on your Shalmi. And Rashi also brings it down. The Yerushalmi says a story, both of them were story. There's this one guy, a wealthy man, he's giving his father the greatest food, and he, the father asked him, how do you have money? He said, and basically the son responds to the father, just chew your food and go. So the Yerushalmi says, even though he gave his father everything, but he spoke to him so negatively, unfortunately he's going to Gehenna. And then the Yerushalmi says the other story, where the king served a certain father, Papers to join the army, to join the king's palace. And you know, once you go there, unfortunately, at the father's age, he won't come out alive. So what the son did is, the son told the father, Ty, you take my job. I work in a rechayim. I work in a mill where you have to go. It's very hard to break the barley and all that. You take that job. This way you'll support the family and my family. And I'm going to go to the army because I could make it out alive and come out. See so here, he gives the father the worst job. He has to do physical labor and he's calling the Haba. What the Gemara learns from there is it's not about what we do, it's how we do it. So many times parents mean to love the kids and unfortunately we're doing it in the wrong way that we're choking them with love. How many times we hear from the Rabbanim, we have over here of Zechariah Wallace, and those that deal with the teens at risk, and going, you know how many times the parents are killing their children with love? How many times the Rabbanim are saying, you give your kid a cellular with unlimited wireless access? That's not love. So let's understand... Before we get to love you and the family, we got to do so many other steps. It's not just love, it's about clearing out the pain. It's about understanding that you have your rights. They have their rights as family. They need to tell you stuff. What's the language? And that, unfortunately, the way you're sounding and with the pain that you're sounding, takes months of experience therapy and the family therapy session. <laughs> I'll explain it in two minutes in Yiddish. to this for you can't see to but an experienced therapist was family therapy. Family therapy is not individual therapy. Individual therapy is when you say one of one, the best. is one thing. And if you're with Zai, in a second class, family therapies are like, like, both together. And it's also arbeiten in, in this a separate case. We're family so therapy. We're together. So together with in the so with the therapist, and reden the Just to translate not, what I said, there m- is, over the phone. I do clients over the phone, if needed. I just want to clarify to people what I said. What I explained is as follows: There's something called individual therapy, like how to get over the anger of your parents. Yes, we can do that individually. They might need some guidance. Speak to a rav that deals with kids. They're giving too much, too controlling. That's individual therapy for them, or guidance.
4: I'll, I'll to, I'll to into that.
0: I feel your issue is extremely big because it's a family issue and you can't let go, even though they're trying to give you stuff, and they're trying to make Shalom you can't let go. What the suggestion I made is that I feel that we need family therapy. Family therapy means that we have both parties together. I am a very anti-anyone that does marriage counseling without having both couples together. And I hear people do that. They speak to them separately. I feel in order to... Oh, so here you go. So now, so now what you said is if you tell your parents you have issues with them, they get angry, here we got what the issue is. What parent, when my kids tell me, Tati, I'm upset at you, and I can make mistakes, or I'm very angry, or the kids crying, Google, what did I do? Explain it to me. I don't have an issue. Do you, listen, do you have an issue saying if your kids are angry to ask them, did you do something wrong?
1: No, not at all. And <laughs> I ask them, what, what is the problem? That's right. The, I try to, to verify, what, uh, because they, their point of view, it's a total different point of view. So sometimes I want to see what their point of view about it.
0: And if they're right, would you say you're sorry or would you I say your father's never de- allowed to say I'm sorry? De-
1: definitely. Definitely I would say sorry, I apologize.
0: And we'll see and how not to do it again exactly, next time or, or maybe we'll even explain why we did it. Sometimes in authority yes. positions we have to do certain things. Yeah. But what would you say if a parent gets angry, if a kid says, you know something, I'm hurt at you. What would happen if your kids would tell you, Ta, or I'm very angry, and you'd say, Hey, you have no right to be angry at me. What do you think would happen with that kid? Would he talk to you I again would, or she?
1: I think they will shut themselves, and yeah, I would never dare to tell me again, uh, I'm angry about, or what are they feeling about it, you know? If you want to to know what kid's feeling, and you have to be open, and to try to be uh, with what you call the finger on the pulse to see what, what's going on with them. Because this is a... The pressure present, and uh, we have to, to deal with it, uh, the pressure spent. All
0: right, my friend. We've got a lot of people waiting. Thank you for calling in and staying up all the way from England. I appreciate it. Thank you. In Seattle, Deshmaya, who are we going to next?
1: Uh, we have Esti.
0: Uh, Esti, and then we're going to take two texts after, two th- quick texts. I think
1: we have uh, quite a few uh, We have quite a few texts.
0: Yeah. yeah, but I like, I like the people that call in. It's just two special people that we're going to pick. Okay. Good. So, Esti, you're on the air with Mordechai and her Nissen. Hi. Yes?
8: Um, I just wanted to clarify the definition of anxiety. Uh, there seems to be two definitions. Anxiety is fears, and then, like, uh, stress and yelling. Is one link to the other, or are they two separate it's things? It's
0: wonderful. Let's clarify. Anxiety is even more than just two definitions. Anxiety in the clinical world is an entire mesechta with different parakim. Under anxiety, you've got panic attacks, you've got general anxiety, you have social phobia, and I can go through a list of anxiety issues, of different issues that go under the parsha of anxiety. Now, let me clarify the difference between stress and anxiety. Stress is something that everyone in this world has. Stress means things aren't going our way, or when we're growing, it's something new, there will be Stress. Stress is not diagnosable. Just like in order to officially be diagnosed uh, depression, you gotta have it for minimum six months. There's normal stress. It cannot be it can't be seasonal or because of a certain occurrence. In fact, many diagnoses that we need to rule out is how much time is the person having it, and is there anything going on in the family? Is there I forgot the clinical term for that, but is there a reason? And if it is, and it's not called anxiety, and it's not called something else. Just like PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder can only be diagnosed after X amount of time. Okay. If someone, unfortunately, was in a bombing, then there is a different diagnosis if it's within that month or two because we know that it's a trigger from a major trauma. But even post-traumatic stress disorder, post it's after a while, that it's still there. So stress is something that we all have. Erev Pesach, stress. Anxiety is when it's a lot more. When it's happening all the time, when we can't when we don't know when it's going to happen, when our reaction is way too serious, it's right. all the time and and then it goes into that, so stress we all have i've got a lot of stress many times
8: right, but uh, some people have like anxiety they they get angry because they yell and and then some people have anxiety they they're very calm people, they're just scared of every second thing. Well,
0: yeah, those are many. There are many different anxieties, and you got anxiety of of, of social uh, social phobia, being out publicly. Then they've got people of major perfectionist issues, which goes under the anxiety as well. Whenever they got to take a test, they get so nervous, and no one else can see it. They sometimes. Is it
8: even, sort of like a passive type? In, a type of
0: sure anxiety, anxiety can be any which way sure. Okay.
8: So is one like you always say? If a parent has, if a child has anxiety, it's usually one of the parents. If parents like to have fears, can it can? Like, can a child have the different type of anxiety? Or- sure,
0: of course, of course, of course. But they will have stresses. So the parent might be always anxious about if they're cake, if they're baking, how they're doing, and all of a sudden the kid is afraid of taking tests. Well,
8: could the kid become like a type of to yell at everything?
0: Or Sure. Or it could be that the kid is yelling because that's what kids do, and the parent is so afraid of making a mistake that they're not being authoritative. And that's what parenting courses do many times. They give the parents the reassurance to feel comfortable, to be strong, and to say no. But if the parent is afraid, then they're not parenting the kid. So maybe the kid doesn't even have anxiety. The kid is just a controller. The kid becomes the parent, and the parent becomes the kid.
8: But Just uh, one more part. If uh, Let's say um, my husband is the type he has, like he's scared of a lot of things. He's. What I, I keep on telling him, like he's aware of it. Can I prevent, like, my children from having anxiety if, like, we're on top of it? Like, I tell him he could say, get it, get over with a chair, you could fall. Like, if I don't, don't say such a thing, because, is anyway, without therapy, like, if he knows that, you know, not to express his fears.
0: So let me give you the muscle again so we can understand it. Your question is, imagine there's a fire that's coming into your property, and you're going to have a water hose, and every time it gets close, you're going, to pour, you're going to pour water on it. Do you think you're going to be able to pour water and be there 24-7 every time it's going to happen? No. That's what you're saying. Will your husband take them to shul sometimes when you're not around? Will he sometimes take the girls out or shopping, or will he tell them to clean up and they don't clean up quick enough, and he's going to yell because of his fears and anxiety? Mm-hmm you will be able to use a water hose and maybe water it down a little. Not so bad. But when you have one or two kids that might have it, you might have 10 kids or 20 kids, and only two will have it. And yes, Baruch Hashem, you successfully watered down 18. But we got to deal with issues. We can't be in denial. Maybe you don't have a choice in changing your husband. That's also an option.
8: He's trying to change himself, but the question is if, everything, if it needs therapy, if it's not
0: affecting that's only he should know, and that's what he's gonna know. He tries to help himself if he's doing better, great. If not, then uh, if not, then we need help. Mm-hmm. Got it, excellent. Thank okay, you for calling in. Thank you in. so much. I'm going to take over here two questions. One is more, both are gonna be simple. What is the difference? Can I differentiate between a hobby and OCD? <laughs> Any time that we discuss OCD, let's understand and we learn in the diagnosable world, we all have everything. We all have a little bit of anxiety as we discuss stress. We all have a little bit of OCD. We all have a little bit of depression. There are times that we're down. There are times that we might want to check something over. Did I do it right? In order to diagnose something, let's take OCD. It's got to take over your life. It's got to be at a level where you want to say, I stop now and you can't. So for those people that have a hobby, can you now take care of your children when you have the hobby? Can you drop the hobby and now go to work? When it's OCD, you can't stop. When it's OCD, you got to touch your elbow. till you don't touch it, you can't move on. When it's OCD, davening is going to take you two hours. When it's OCD, I'm going to discuss it because so many people, I've worked on a lot of people with this OCD, and because it's a bit embarrassing, no one talks about it, they thought that the only ones, but wiping themselves after the bathroom. I know people that wipe themselves and... They are just stuck for over an hour doing that, and it's uncomfortable. I don't want to be too graphic, but like they bleed, and it's really painful. That when they know they gotta move on, and they can't, or they get taken over, then you know it's a diagnosable issue. If you have a hobby and you like something, that's wonderful. And so that's for that question. Now let's go to the other one. I'm going to take hi Mordechai. I'm a teenager. I was in some kind of depression, depressed haze. Wondering why life is so hard and what's the purpose of life. Now I don't feel so depressed, but I'm still wondering what's the purpose of life. What the purpose of life is and why life is so hard. How do I know if I'm out of the haze or just happen to be in a good mood? One of the reasons why I'm taking this question is because I feel you are such a healthy, normal teenager that to start diagnosing yourself depressed is mamish naver and that's why I'm doing this. And I know I got a huge amount of teenagers that listen to us. Let me explain to you something. A teenage brain, the rebellion Sholem is opening up your mind to experience life. You're starting to think for yourself. i is you smiling. Help me out over here. Turn on your mic. Help me out.
1: You know, the, the special song, in Hebrew, Aniva, Tani, Shaneta, yeah. Me and you will change the world. And uh, it's, it's about teenagers. And as you say, the teenager's brain is working in exploration mode. And we're always trying to find, and sometimes we find ourselves down. And somebody they didn't smile to us, and sometimes we feel angry. Sometimes you feel happy, and it's everything. It's like a, a really in a, in a in a in a mood that looking around. The antenna is running uh, all over, and many things can influence us. But this is really normal uh, uh, teenage behave, and uh, I would say this. And uh, uh, gradually you will go and find yourself. And the most important things that uh, we have to understand that. The Muna year is coming you know this this is you know, and I think the Chaim Vital uh you know the Mar he wrote when he was eighteen years old, and he reached a point that he really didn't know where to go, and with the help of the Ari uh, the, the, he, he just maneuvered him and took him to the, the to be the, one of the greatest mekubalim in the world. This is the the point that all of uh, all all the teenagers. As reached this point, and you know, just take that the, Chachamim, the, and don't think that me, as an old person, don't know what I'm talking about, and your parents, you know, oh, this is primitive, all, they all belong to the old age. We have some experience, we, and just try to com- combine it together. Eventually, well, that's what will happen, because I remember myself as a teenager, very clearly. As a rebel teenagers. So it's a very normal.
0: <laughs> yeah. So your doubt, your feeling, do what's going on, why is life so hard? These are normal teenage thoughts. We're going to change the world. These are wrong. Our parents are wrong and that's wrong. And Merit Hashem, as you get to adulthood, you will understand there's a lot. There's a method to the madness, as they say in English. There is a system for it. And now the last part is that you have questions. What's your purpose in life? These are teenagers' ways of thinking and expressing. And I will tell you a secret. I still don't know what's my purpose in life. I wouldn't want to say I'm just here for this or just for that. Start discovering what you do feel, what koyach you feel Hashem has given you, and start with that. Why do you have to have one purpose only? Why can't we have 10 purposes? And why do you have to have all your purpose by 16 and get it done? Why can't we have a purpose that at 70? I always like saying the story of my, my Rosh Shiva I learned by Rav Pam Zatzal. He used to speak year after year at the Aguda convention and mention about the Russian Jews. We have to help them. And year after year, nothing really happened. And one time, I'm not going to say, you, but one of the heads of the Yagoda gave a message, you cannot talk about the Russian Jews. He said, no problem. He prepared, he prepared an entire speech. He got up there and he says, I have to tell you while well, I prepared an entire speech. But how could I not talk about the Russian Jews? They're brothers just as Yiddish as we are. And we're not taking care of them. I could say the last 10 years of his life, several of his Talmidim took the project of Shuvu, and now they have like 25,000 Talmidim all over Israel. And from his dream, talking year after year after year, going on deaf ears of people not listening, at least we would have looked at it that way, but saying, how could I not do it? Look at what has happened. So as a teenager, let's not try to figure out the entire world, know your purpose, and have your life's mission at 16. Let's let it happen later on in life as well. So Pam was Rosh Hashanah Tarvadas he affected so many people, and the Rabbi Yislam gave him also another mission in life later. That there was a wonderful organization Shuvu that was founded and done from his Talmidim. So let's give ourselves a process to grow. So understand, normal, you are normal. Now let's go to those people uh, that called. Oh, sure.
1: So we okay. We have one question, but uh, you shall shall we ask before the caller? Well, go ahead. Okay. What? Uh, as a, a divorced mom, she has uh, a kid, 20 years old, that the kids used to live with a father since ninth grade, and she wants to contact this kid, and somehow she's uh, facing a, a wall. Even from the, the shiva, the seminar, the principal said, no way. What can your advisor how to do it?
0: So this gets extremely complicated because, let's explain the complication. Your, let's first take your question. Your question is your mother in pain. You have a child. The Rabbin has given you a child and there's a teva in the Bria for a parent to love and think of their children daily. No matter what. No matter how bad the child is, the parent will always love the child. And here you've had an amputation, that there was a divorce, and now the child is living with your husband, with your ex-husband. And you've got no contact. Now, the normal thing would be, what do you mean? Have a contact. It's not healthy for the kid not to have contact with the mother. On the other hand, there are a lot more issues that we need to think about. Legal issues. Does your husband, ex-husband, have now complete custody of the child? What was in the divorce proceedings? Was there a danger to yourself or to the child? And then the kid has unfortunately lost a lot of the... Then you've lost the rights. Was there unfortunately... Not mental illness, because even if there's mental illness, you have rights to your children. But was there something detrimental, harmful going? That's why the child lost, why you lost custody. Sometimes it goes the other way. Maybe you had no money, and your ex-husband had all the influence and all the power, and turned over the entire world against you. And we could never know that without actually speaking to you and finding out what's going on. So all I will say is, since we don't know what's going on, it's very—it's a very hackle, as they use the word. It's a very touchy subject. My recommendation would be to know that every child will want to know their parents. If you can send love, if you can keep your heart open, if you can volunteer, take care of other children that are looking. There are so many organizations, OHEL, where they need, not even talking about fostering, about adopting, just about being a big brother, a big sister. They have all these organizations that people just need an adult to speak to, volunteer. You might be able to give it not always that healthy transference where you can transfer your love from your child to this person and you can help them and be available. Of course it has to be appropriate. But know that with Siata Deshmaya, with time, your child will want to come back to you. One of the other recommendations I would make is if you were part of the issue, go for therapy now and work on your issue so when you will have the connection, you won't you won't batch it up, because I unfortunately do know a case where the parents were the issue. They had to remove the child from the parents' house, and the parents are busy yelling at Daskanim while this kid is now married. And the two, three times they tried to connect to the parents, you know what was the first thing? Why didn't you name your child after our family? Instead of saying Shalom Aleichem, the kid is coming up, wants to connect with their wife, it was negative attacks. So I'm not getting involved. I don't know what happened. All I'm saying is use this time to heal yourself, that when your child will be curious, will want to make the connection, make that love connection. Have the person say, you know something? My father might have been right in the past that mommy wasn't healthy or mommy was wrong, but now she's this loving lady and we have such a good connection and I am complete because every child based on Matthias of the nature of the Bria, we want to have a connection. We want to know our parents. Let's make sure when they connect, it's healthy.
1: Thank you. Uh, so we have Chaya Sarah. Chaya, <Sara,
0: Chaya Sarah, you're on the air with Mordechai.
5: Hello? Yes. Yes, okay, I have a question on this. I have a child. I know you're four years old. You know you don't generally take questions for kids on this for the age of eight. I'm sorry, and say that, can, that again. I was just reading.
0: reading. I got distracted. Can you just say it one more time?
5: I have a four-year-old son. I know you generally don't take questions for kids on the age of eight. But that's my question. Is it a parenting issue or is it a different issue?
0: Let's hear the question.
5: Okay. This child went through severe trauma at the age of two. He had severe burns. He was hospitalized for four weeks.
0: Whoa, whoa. You just say that. He, was, he had severe burns and he had to be hospitalized. He burned
5: himself severely and he was hospitalized for four weeks. Yes. I know he remembers it just simply because he's, till today, he wouldn't touch anything half or. He's very scared of anything harder, had or even the yes. laptop. He wouldn't go in before checking. No, this or. is a great
0: question. This definitely passes. The, I won't tell you to take a parenting class now. Yes, now continue. No.
5: So, now, he also has issues in very many other areas. The question is, Is this? are these issues due to the trauma or is it a parenting issue? Let's say I have a very, I'm still struggling with the toilet training for one and a half years almost.
0: Well, again, I, I, if I were just speak a little slower.
5: Okay. Um, I'm having different issues as a child also, and I want to know, could it be related to the fact that he went through the trauma, or...
0: Let me hear some of the issues, it, issues that you're having.
5: He, um, he's he given me very hard time with the training.
0: It's, it's but still age-appropriate.
5: It's say. still age-appropriate, but it's, well, he's four already. I'm trying to do the training for one and a half years already.
0: I know, but of the beer, Okay, fine. I got you. Good. Next.
5: Okay, another issue is that, um... He was selected when he started going to Hayden, but now he's better about that already. But he's still very socially, like, let's say with him and my neighbors, two kids are playing. He's never going to just go on his own three court, four, like joining between the neighbors. He has to be pulled over. Like, okay, come, so, so I a- will
0: tell you both ways. There is definitely a parenting component over here. Let me ask you, is he your first child? Yes. Yes. We can tell by your worry, your concern. He's not in the middle. He's not being in the These are all adults that we start thinking in adult terms. Kids are many times quiet. Many times they need to be given some skills how to interact with kids. At the same time, what we also need to do is to relax and let their bunshulam do the process that some people till 10, 12 are quiet and then they break out of their shell. They can have a good Rebbe and it'll change them. And parents, when it's the oldest kid, that's again why I call it a parenting issue. It's with time, let their bunshulam run the world. We're so worried about it. The Russian might just send him a brother or a sister and he's going to have to get more assertive and start fighting. Or whatever you might have a first cause
5: Between the siblings they fight all day
0: <laughs> yeah so eventually they learn from how to do it in siblings many times they do or not so what I'm saying is it's definitely a parenting component over here that if you just take a course it will help you now at the same time since he had severe burns and you see he's afraid of stuff it is likely that it might be such a such a point and therefore I would recommend that you might even look for a they have I'm not sure if its an occupational therapist that would do. Um, the brushing, what is it called again? The sensory issues. There might be a sensory fear or concern about hot and cold just because of the burn, and you might want to do occupational therapists. Have some of them have training. There's a famous book, The Out of Sync Child, by Carol Kranowitz. and that's more a technical book that's dealing with sensory issues. Uh, one of the famous. I,
5: uh, I found in general the three areas where a child, the only three areas a child has control is going to the bathroom, eating, and um, speaking. Sometimes, like, in these three areas, they, they act up to like, where they feel like they need to be in control. Yes. And I feel like in all three of these areas, he's giving me a hard time. Like, is it That's a exactly tool? why I
0: said the parenting component.
5: <laughs> so, so you think it's just parenting or it could also be related to the fact that you went through the trauma?
0: So let's be clear. I said both. I think there's a huge both. parenting component there, but I also said that we can use a... Uh, an so occupational therapist that will deal with the trauma, but not in dealing with the trauma, as in talking with therapy, as in dealing with it more sensory. This is hot. This is cold. Let's get used to that stuff, and 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 I think a sensory might be able to deal with it a little bit di- differently. I
5: thought I was being more you
0: say more sensory. Say that again. You're coming up very quiet, distant, and.
5: Uh, I was thinking more that he might need play therapy. You're saying more sensory. Play
0: therapy that might also be it, but play therapy will not deal with a sensory issue if it's just a sensory issue. I'd first try sensory before I deal with play therapy, as well as I would say before the sensory and before the play therapy, I would recommend you take a parenting class. Parenting class number one, from one to ten, parenting class number ten, sensory um, number six, and and a play therapy number six on that level from one to ten. Mm, I hear. both are needed or all three are needed or recommended okay. needed is definitely okay. a parenting it'll just put you at ease it'll give you the confidence to be more assertive that it won't be a control but it'll be an assertiveness without control I hear
5: okay thank you very much
0: yes you're uh. very welcome okay We've got some lines open feel free to call in 718-683-5858 718-683-5858 looking forward to taking your question. Um what would you like which question would you like us to take of that? I
1: think about uh, the teenagers uh we continue. Let's I go ahead. He's a 25 years old. Uh, All right, so let's read it.
0: Thank you, Nissen, for bringing us this awareness. Hi, Mr. Weinberger. Thanks for the great show. Thanks for helping me change my life. Listening to the question of the teenagers, my question is, I'm 25 years old, married about six years. Can I know with with kids? I feel as if I'm going through the typical teenage phase now. Does that make sense? Why would that be? As a teenager, I was good to go with a flow kid that my parents and teachers were happy with. Can you make sense of this? Thanks. Nissan, what would you say to this? All right, he's he's just taking the calls as a calling in. All right, so I'll start with this. Many times, people at different ages, we don't feel confident enough to go through the teenage rebellion stage where we can think. And that's sometimes that I got where people get upset at a certain system saying, oh, they married me of too young, and now that I'm going through the teenage rebellion years, I'm stuck in a system where I'm married and I've got responsibility of kids. Well, let me deal with it this way. Everyone at every stage, even if you're in the teenage years, we still have responsibility that the parent's job is to keep it structured or the yeshiva's job to keep it structured. So it doesn't mean that if someone's going through a teenage rebellion stage, means they're rebelling against everything. It means they're expressing it and we're able to deal with it. Now, if you're going through it when you're married, Mazel Tov, so you woke up, Baruch Hashem, some people never get there and they're just parrots. Listen. what do you say about I this? I think
1: uh, I'm uh, 61 years old, and yesterday was my birthday. Mazel uh, Happy so, birthday! Thank you. And I'm still teenagers.
0: Merz Hashem, another 59 <laughs> to <laughs> go.
1: I'm, I'm telling you that teenagers is, you know, it's, it's a status that I think that it's very healthy, and if you keep your life all the time on the exploration and the exploring position and trying to, to find yourself all the time, and see, this is, this is very healthy and, you know, especially when you have a kid and especially when you have a wife and this is coming, uh, combine it together with this. I remember when I, I, was a, I was a student in university and my first daughter born and everybody told me, Nissim, are you crazy? What are you going to do? You have a baby now, you're a student and what are you can?" And I said, listen, it's part of my body this is another part of my body like another end and this is my responsibility and you can i think this is the the best things that happened to my life
0: yes so i would also like to agree with that and mention that point that i haven't mentioned that right we're all teenagers within we always want to express and why it happens at 25 is maybe you were never given the permission or to be on your own that you could think on your own. There are some families where they don't let you think. And as you get free, and that's the beauty of marriage where you're given the permission to breathe and you're able to focus. So that is something that I'd like to mention. Now, when you're going through it and you're older, you're not in the teenage years, one of the dangers are you don't have now who to discuss it with. You don't have that parent to help you balance it, which is a little bit dangerous. So if you're 25, my recommendation to you is find a uh, find a friend that you can discuss all these rebellious thoughts. Find the person that you feel safe to if it's your parents. Discuss it. Have it open because that is something that is fantastic for us to like to do okay we've got a kid that wants to ask a question but he has to ask his parents if they give permission to be on the air so we let kids talk but we wouldn't know if their parents are in the background so okay so we're going to ask yeah we love having kids on in fact it's appreciative right okay we got a question coming from a very interesting area code i don't know where that is so i'll just take this and this is from this very very controversial very controversial question, and I've even gotten blasted on from one of the clients that I've been working on for similar to this question. It's like this. I am in therapy for, year, for years, and my therapist approaches that as long as one of the spouses are making positive changes in thoughts and behaviors, eventually the other party will want to change. He or she is jealous that the spouse is making so many changes, parent-child relationships too. And the reason why it's so controversial is... Because what happens when one spouse is really doing changes and the other one doesn't want to make changes, now there are major shalom bias issues. And unfortunately, it is a chance, small chance, but there's a chance it might lead to divorce that the other spouse will refuse to change. And that is something that if I don't see the case, and if I don't make that judgment, I will not say, yes, continue going. I would tell you all the dangers that can be. But at the same time, I have seen the case. I have done my judgment, my evaluation that it will work out. And unfortunately, that family member is really upset at me saying, I'm mamish, causing it, it might even go to a very serious level. So what I want to share with you is that this is a controversial question, and you need to do the best that you can, as much as we can, Lufi ha'teva. So we hope we'll see you out to the Shmaya that your therapist is right. And remember, we got to grow. Staying stuck is not an option either. Therefore, you got to make the decision. If you're going for therapy for you to grow, that is okay. We can't have the therapist be responsible for your growth if you're going and your spouse doesn't want to that is still healthy that's your choice now choosing to grow we cannot stay stuck we're here to live we gotta grow today more than we grew yesterday we need to grow yesterday more than we grew the day before and we need to grow tomorrow more than we grew today
1: okay so let's go together and we have the kids with the parents on the background
0: okay so we've got yes let's go ahead so we have permission correct yeah okay how old are you, without telling me your name? Eight. You're eight, Kanai Nahara. And what is your question? My brother is not so nice to me. That's what H- I do? How old is your brother? Eighteen. Eighteen. Now, what does your 18-year-old brother do to you that's not so nice to you?
5: He screams at me.
0: How does he scream at you? What does he say?
5: I don't know. Leave me alone. Blah, blah, blah. I change the
0: stuff.: Do you try to sometimes hug him and play with his stuff?:
5: Yeah.
0: And does he say, "Now leave me alone?":
5: Yeah.
0: When else does he yell at you? What else do you do sometimes that he yells at you? Um, I do not
5: the only way me if I bother him only he yells at me should I bother
0: him.: Why say that again? So sometimes he thinks you're bothering him, and sometimes you think you're and you think you're not bothering him, right? Yeah. Ech, so let's try something simple. I'm gonna be now the I'm I want you to be your older brother and I'm gonna be you, okay? Let's change roles. Let's imagine I am you. Let's say I'll call you Khani. Yeah, I'll call you Sarah, because my little baby that was just born last week's name is Sarah. So I'll call you Sarah her name is Sarah Miriam. And let's pretend you're gonna be your older brother and we'll call him Mordechai. Okay? Okay. So I'm going to go now. Mordechai, why is it that when I sometimes want to play with you, or I want to hug you, or I want to take your stuff, you yell at me? What's Mordechai going to say?
5: Because you bother me?
0: How do I bother you?
5: Maybe I uh, maybe I uh,
0: do something that you don't want me to do? Oh, so I do sometimes things that you don't want me to do? Could you tell me, like, what I do that you don't want me to do? Yeah. Like what? Like, I shouldn't touch your stuff. You do what? You?
5: I shouldn't touch your stuff.
0: You touch your stuff. Oh, so you get upset at me, Mordechai, when I touch your stuff? Yeah. Okay, and what happens, what would Mordechai say when I tell him, I'm sorry, Mordechai, that I touch your stuff. Before I touch your stuff, I'm going to ask you, will you still be angry at me? No. Oh, so now let me ask you something. Why do you touch his stuff when you know he doesn't want you to? Because he wants to. He wants you to touch his stuff and then he wants you to yell at him? No. No, so why do you touch his stuff if you know he doesn't like it?
6: Because you want, you want his attention.
0: Oh, because now you want attention, so you get attention when you touch his stuff. So now let's try this. So you're going to be Mordechai again, and I'm going to be Sarah. And I'm going to go, Mordechai, do you know I like playing with you? I like when you come home, I wait for you. When you're home for Shabbos, I want to play with you. You're my oldest brother. You're my older brother, and you're so much fun. Could you play with me, Barbie? Or can you play with me, T-set? Can you take me for a walk? Can you take me to the park? And then I won't touch your stuff. Could you give me a piggyback ride? Take it because she said she wouldn't she wouldn't uh, touch my stuff. Excellent. So now, Mordechai, let's make a deal. Friday, you're going to give me a piggyback ride and I won't touch your stuff. Or when or when you come home for Shabbos, I'll sit next to you at the Shabbos table. Or you'll take me to my friend or to Benos. Okay? And you'll see I won't touch your stuff. But if you sleep a whole day and if I talk to you and you're going to like just bang go away... Then I'm going to touch your stuff because I want your attention. How do you think that would work? Now, you're back yourself. Do you think that would work with your brother? Yes. Ah. So, could you do me a favor? Could you try it, speak to him, and then call us up next week and tell us how it went? Okay. You are so brave for calling in. I want your parents to know it's not easy to call in. It's like things that people are people are really afraid to do that and you told up and you did it so well with role play and changing positions you have a lot of insight it means you're able to realize why you're doing things You're able to realize what you want you're a very very talented and smart person you with siata dashmayer you can go very 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 far in life and your parents should have a lot of nachas from you
5: Amazing.
0: thank you i really appreciate that question The number to call in is 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858.
1: Do you want to answer the top question?
0: All right, the top question. It looks a little bit tough. Another marriage one. Let's go ahead and deal with it. I'm married for a number of years. My spouse hardly verbalizes feelings. Now that he goes for therapy, he mastered to express anger, fears, etc. He's learned to be more assertive. However, it looks like... We need the balance. When I ask for the good word or for positive feelings, the answer is this is part of my therapy. It makes me feel that I'm around only for the negative. How can I balance it within myself? Communication. You call up the therapist or you ask, first, you ask your husband or a wife, whoever this is, to, oh, you said he's mastered. So this is, you'll call up your husband's therapist and with your husband's permission, say, listen, he's very tough. Can we learn to balance it with positives and negatives as well? Now, what the therapist will either do is either give you the tools for that or what the therapist can also do is bring you in for a couple of couple sessions together. And that is important. That is what helps. So do those two. The number we've got about five minutes left and we can still take a caller or a two. So feel free to call in 718-683-5858, 718-683-5858. Just the patient part that I'd like you to know is that when people are learning emotions we get very stressed and if you can give a little leeway so what you could tell the person is you know what express the negative express the fear but i also need a positive so anyone that's a client of mine knows that every session i start we know you're here for the negative we know you're here to change but i still gotta hear one positive so you can tell your husband when you come home give me one positive and then we can discuss the stress or the anxiety or the fears or the anger but it's always got to be balanced with one positive and for those of you that know about the phone line that call in, I do that many times. I can accept criticism. But I go, first you got to give one positive as well, and then we balance it so we can handle and balance with both. All right. However, Nissen, who are we going to take? We got two callers, and we'll probably finish with these two, and you'll tell me what time. Yassi. Yassi, you're on air with Mordechai and Nissen. Yeah,
7: hello. I just wanted to know, I'm, I get a little nervous over tests, English tests. Is there anything to do about that? Well, first,
0: first I'd like to know Yassi, I am honored that you called in because you're now the second kid that we have and I love it when we had when I loved about the evening programs and when we had children calling in. How old are you, Yassi? Whoops, you hung up?
4: Do,
7: do I have
0: to say? Oh no, if it, I didn't realize it's also your real name. We will ask kids when you call in don't even share with us your real name. Um, It just gives me an idea how old you are. If you're like 8 years old is one thing. If you're like 15 years old, you're another. If you're 12 years old, it's a different. But let's deal with the simple ways. When you got to take a test, are you worried about failing? Are you worried about kids making fun of you? Are you worried about being a perfectionist? Could you tell me which one of those or all the above or more?
7: No, I'm not worried about anyone making fun.
0: Okay, what are you worried about the test? I'm not sure. Think about it. That's what we're asking you. Haha. Let's turn it to you. Therapy is always about helping the person recognize what's going on.
7: Never I don't want to fail always.
0: Good. So is it in everything in your life that you always gotta do everything right?
7: Pretty much.
0: Good. Can you give me now roughly your age? Are you between twelve and fourteen, between eleven and thirteen? Give me a rough three years. 11 13. Between
7: eleven and thirteen.
0: Excellent. So that's a fantastic year for you to start learning. Welcome to the world of making mistakes. I've made so many mistakes, and I've even made today mistakes, and one of the beauties are if you can learn now to start making mistakes, what mark would be considered great for you other than 100? I
7: don't, I, don't, I just want to pass.
0: Ah, then if you just over want to... Over
7: an p- 80.
0: Over an 80. But when you want to take a test, do you feel you got to get to 100? No. Do you feel that subconscious, that push when you get an 80, oh shoots, I really didn't do well. do
7: uh, not really. I don't know. I usually do well, but not sometimes in English now.
0: I'm not. Yeah, so what we want to learn is that it's okay not to do well. The point is that we do gotta do our best. Give yourself you'll study an hour for the test. However well you do, by studying an hour, that's our goal. The Rabbayna Shlalam never expects of us perfection. He expects us to do. There's the famous Gemara, one of the most famous Gemara's out there where there's a whole song, even if there's a sword on your neck, that's where that's where it was that he said it. And basically, it was about learning to make mistakes. It's okay. He's going to get married. He's going to have one of the biggest kings he knew, Benavua, that's going to be a, a huge Russia, which was Menasha Russia, as he's unfortunately called. He but Chizkiyot, the Melech that we learn is never give up. You just gotta do. What Hashem does will be up to Him. How can you be relaxed that the goal is now to study, to do the best in studying. You gotta do your Heshtadlis. The rest is up to Hashem.
8: But in Hebrew I do
0: good. But the point is you gotta learn that you don't have to always do good. Okay. With the amount of times that I failed were unbelievable, and I don't call it failing. Failing means when you don't try again. So stay on the line, because we got two minutes left, and I want to do it with you. I feel changing, working with you can change generations. Let's go ahead and try this. What can let you do good? Tell me when there are 30 seconds. What can, we, what can you do to learn that the job is not about doing good, it's about doing your best?
7: Not of reason. What? What?
0: What can teach you the goal is to do your best, not to do good, not the mark?
7: What could be my goal?
0: How can you learn that?
7: That it's not my mark?
0: It's not about the marks. It's about studying and doing your best.
7: How could I learn
0: that? I'll tell you what. Yossi, call back Merit Hashem next week. We start 8 o'clock next Monday from 8 o'clock. I'd love to take your question because it can help so many kids. Thank you and thank Ravnissan for being here and for David. Back be up. well, everyone. Merit Hashem. Looking forward to being here next week and share of Simchas with all of you together.